You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of O Behave is brought to you by Beneful and its Dream Dog Park project, which helps local dog-loving communities improve or build dog parks through donations and volunteering. Visit DreamDogPark.com to learn more. It's O Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, we live in the age of the 21st century dog. This dog has gone from the backyard to sharing a spot on our bed, probably even on our pillow. Our canine chums are leading active lives, and I think that they need and deserve safe, creative places to be unleashed and to be able to embrace the purposeful power of play. Now, that's where our two guests today play a possum role. They're doing their part to create innovative dog parks catering to dogs of all ages, sizes, and activity levels. Please join me in giving pause and applause to our two special guests. First, let's welcome Lori Westhoff. She is the Beneful Public Relations Manager and Sarah Gartland. She is with the French Town Dog Park Association. Hey, that was a mouthful. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much. All right. So what should the 21st century dream dog park feature? What's the hottest trends? I mean, how do we keep our pups safe? And how can you get involved in your community for your dog's sake? We're going to cover these topics and more after we take this quick commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. First off, I need to let you listeners know that I just don't spend all my time yapping behind this microphone. I'm a big advocate of well-designed dog parks. And that led me to serve as a pet behavior consultant for the first four. Are you ready for the Kaching? $500,000 Beneful Dream Dog Parks. These dream dog parks are now being enjoyed by dogs in Johns Creek, Georgia, Alabaster, Alabama, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Prescott, Arizona. 
and all those folks from Lancaster and Prescott will be impressed that I finally know how to pronounce your city's names. But the Beneful folks know that communities coast to coast need and deserve quality dog parks. And that's one of the reasons we're on the air today with our special guest, Lori Westoff. She is the Beneful Public Relations Manager. And to give us a local viewpoint, we have Sarah Gartland, and she's with the Frenchtown Dog Park Association in St. Louis. So let's get this party started, ladies. Let's get started with you, Lori. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your pet connection? And secondly, why you regard dog parks to be so important in the lives of our pets? Absolutely. So um, I work for Purina, as you all know, on the Beneful brand, which is, I think, the best brand. But I'm a little partial. And I've been working for the past couple of years um, and managing the Dream Dog Park project. And on a personal level, I have one little girl, two-year-old named Abby, and I'm expecting a second child in September. So just a couple months away and and the house will be getting a little bit bigger. Um, (laughs) But, you know, one of the things that I loved whenever I I joined the Beneful team was just really the passion that everybody has for dog parks on our team because we're pet owners and we're pet lovers. And we know that, that dog parks really are just such a unique environment to bring your your dog to not only socialize your pet, but yourself. You right. can see it becoming the heart of communities, and I think that's really the beauty of, of what dog parks offer. Well, I think that's well stated. And, you know, there's even dating going on at dog parks. I mean, I'm not sure about, you know, the dogs that are spayed and neutered, but the people there are kind of checking each other out, too. So there's even meetups at dog parks now. Well, and yappy hours, I mean, the list goes on and on. I think that, yeah, they become a venue for really communities of, of dog lovers to come together and, and make connections with each other just, just as much as they, they connect with their pet, which is awesome. Well, I've enjoyed working with you, Lori, for the past few years. And I can tell you, listeners, she, she really puts everything into what she does at Beneful. And the parks that have been created are just like, will blow your mind. And we have now Sarah. Sarah, I have no, not very much about you, so this is your time. You're with the French Town Dog Park Association. I know it's in St. Louis, so tell us a little bit about yourself and this dog park association. Absolutely. I got involved with the French Town Dog Park about five years ago when my current husband and I moved to Soulard. We got our first dog. Well, together, I've had dogs my entire life, but we got our chocolate lab named Max, and we lived in Soulard. We didn't have much of a backyard, and so we found the Frenchtown Dog Park, and ever since I went for the first time, I just couldn't stop going back. It's it's a great place, like just like what Lori said, to socialize your dogs, not only the dogs, but also meet your neighbors, you know, find out what's going on in the community, and just really enjoy dogs and meeting other people, and you know, the dog park is, is really special to the people in the community. Everybody enjoys being able to bring their dogs. They can safely socialize. Just just like Lori said, we have yappy hours. We do all sorts of things at the dog park. It's not just a place where you can play fetch with your dog. It's a place where you can meet up with your neighbors. And and I actually ended up moving out of Soulard, and I live about 20 minutes from the dog park, and my husband and I still go at least weekly. We have another dog now. We have two chocolate labs, Max and Tucker. No real children, <laughs> just for our children. And then we foster dogs, so we get to take our foster dogs there too. And it's just been somewhere that we just we can't stop going, and we, we get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So to let people know more about Frenchtown Dog Park, you said, Soulard, you're kind of inside St. Louis baseball. So for this broadcast, it goes all over the world. Give us a little bit of a geographical location of where it is, how big it is. And I think it was created, um, what, in 2004, your association. 
Yeah, we yeah we were created in 2004 by uh, local residents to meet the needs of you know families in the community that had dogs. Uh, we're south of the arch, so we literally you can see the arch from the dog park. Oh, so nice. we're we have about an acre and a half. Currently, we have three fourths of that fenced off. We have a larger area for large dogs, and then we also have a separate area of the park with a fence dividing for small dogs. So people who have dogs of all shapes and sizes can come to the dog park. Now, you're right in the the backyard of Perina, Nestle Perina. So how did you and Lori and the folks at Beneful maybe cross paths? You know, a few months ago in April, Lori reached out to, to the park and presented this excellent opportunity. And as a privately owned dog park, you know, we're not funded by the city. So fundraisers and membership fees and grants and, and you know, gifts like Beneful is what really keeps the dog park running. And so when she made this offer to come in and, and help our dog park, we just couldn't say no. We were extremely excited to partner with them. And Lori, tell us yeah. about that, because I think the new 21st century, this ain't your mama's dog park of old. You know, the dog parks today to really be successful and sustainable, you're hearing things like membership and, you know, mm-hmm. privately funded. So tell us a little bit about your involvement in, in projects at places like the Frenchtown Dog Park. Yeah, I think that what we found, you know, for the, like you mentioned, for since 2010, we've been building dog parks. And I think what we've found over the past couple of years, too, is the volunteer bases are so important to making dog parks function and make making sure that they're clean, that they're inviting spaces, that they're safe, and most importantly, for the communities. And so what we're seeing is more and more dog parks that are going from being owned and operated by municipalities, by parks and recreations departments, to either being managed by volunteer groups within communities and within neighborhoods. You know, so maybe the city will still own the park, but it's going to be managed by a private group. Or more and more dog parks that are popping up that are membership-based that are like the Frenchtown model where, you know, they acquire and own the land that the dog park is is in and they have a level of control over, you know, how the dog park is managed and how, how people can participate and who can join. Just all in an effort, again, to make sure that it's maintained at a high level, that the membership base is is engaged and making sure that it's clean and safe and they can continue to, to really host events and do different things within the community that maybe, you know, a city parks and recreation department wouldn't be able to do on their own. So it's yeah, really I'm thinking, yeah. to see them develop. I mean, something as simple as picking up after your dog. I would think if you had a membership-run volunteer community group, Sarah, you don't have that kind of nagging problem. People seem to probably, when they invest in it, there's more tendency to kind of pay more attention to their dog. Yeah, you know, I found, you know, we're lucky. Soulard is is a great community and our members are are really active with the park. And, you know, just for example, we used to have to, you know, come up with the money to like pay a landscaping service to come and mow all the time. Well, we ended Mm -hmm. up investing in our own mower and we have members that come out every two weeks and they'll come and mow the grass and weed eat and just do like beautification days. I mean, without their help, you know, we just wouldn't be able to keep the park going the way that it is. So we're very lucky in that in that sense. And how much of a membership does it cost, and what are the benefits of doing that? 
Yeah, we're not exclusive to any group or any kind of dog. We welcome when we do not breed discriminate at all. And, you know, we do invite anybody within, like I said, I don't even live in Sular anymore. We invite anyone within St. Louis to join the park, you know, for uh, for a year. It's $5 a month or $60 for the year for your first dog. And then it's a $20 additional donation if you have two. So say if you had, you know, three dogs, you pay $100 a year. So we find that it's quite affordable, $5 a month, you know. We have running water. We have a beautiful trees. And it, it really seems like the membership really enjoy the park. And how do you collect that membership? How do you know if I walk in, if I'm trying to sneak in with my new dog, Kona, all the way from Dallas, how do you catch me? Well, you know, I'm not standing at the gate every day, you know, checking everybody's, you know, tags or whatever. But but luckily, we do it on a gate code basis. So we change the gate code to the park every six to eight weeks. Okay. Uh, we manage the membership, so we make sure, you know, if you wanted to join the park, you'd fill out our application. We have a waiver and a rules sheet that we require members to sign. And then, of course, we ask that they receive their vaccinations and you provide proof of that when you become a member. So we find that it's it's quite easy to maintain the safety in the park with changing the gate code and, and making sure that dogs are vaccinated before they get in. Now, do occasionally people try and bring in their friend's dog? Yes. I've caught a few and I'm like, hey, we'd love to have you as a member. But, you know, for the safety of other dogs, you have to complete our membership process first. And, you know, I think it sounds like, uh oh, we have more rules. But I think these having these guidelines may actually boost attendance at dog parks. Don't you think, Lori? I mean, it seems like for many years there was no real guidance when it came to dog parks. And I think when Benefold stepped in and said, look, we're going to launch a half a million dollar dream dog park project, I think that probably spurred on other people to start looking at you got, hey, thank you. I love it too. Is that, which one? Is that Max or Tucker? <laughs> that would be Max. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, Sarah, you have a great bark if it, if you were going to say it wasn't either one of your dogs. But, but Lori, help us how maybe Benefold's maybe realizing that the 21st century dog needs a 21st century dog park. And, and you know, you want to keep it safe and fun and engaging. Yeah, I, you know, I think accountability does become a big part of, of the dog park experience because just like with any public space, you know, if the space isn't maintained or if the clientele of people using the space, you know, is feels just uncomfortable or uninviting, then I think fewer and fewer people are going to come. So, again, I know that we spent, you know, from 2010 to 2015, we spent time through the Benefold Dream Dog Park program and the contest, we spent time building brand new parks from the ground up. And what we what we ultimately found is that, you know, for a dog, any open space where they can run is really a dream dog park. And so starting last year, we really evolved the program because we wanted to help more parks. We wanted to find more groups of passionate volunteers who just had various needs, whether it was for equipment, whether it was for funding, whether it was just for beautification of a park, that we could rally around them and say, we want to come into your community and support you because you are the people that are keeping these areas maintained, that are keeping them safe. And and to your point, keeping the people who are bringing their pets there, their dogs, accountable, which is so, it's so important just with anything, any, any, you know, organization that that you invest in personally, whether financially or through volunteering, you just, the sense of pride, it swells and, and you feel like that's really part of who you are. And we see that more and more with uh, dog park communities. I recently moved from San Diego to Dallas. I heard the weather was better. Just kidding. But I used to go to that Balboa dog park 
with my dogs. And it's this beautiful park, folks, right by a bunch of museums, the Smithsonian and theater things. And it was great, but it it needed a little more guidance. And I was happy to see that Benefil worked with uh, San Diego. And I'll be back in San Diego in another month or so for an extended stay to teach pet first aid classes. Guess where I'm going to go, guys? I'm going to check out the new and improved dog park in Balboa. Yeah, you have to report back too. We had a lot of fun. We went in there and did a did a work day with the conservancy there. Spruced things up a little bit, gave them some extra funding so that they can make some improvements, you know, for longer term improvements that they were wanting to make. But I think you just go into these communities and and man, it's just palpable the way that people welcome you and and you you realize quickly that the dog loving community is man, it's just like it's just an awesome group to be a part of. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was something to drool over, but I guess you didn't. I was waiting for it. Oh, man, that would have been a perfect opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah, I mean, you've got a campaign going on, and I don't want to be remiss, folks. We do have it on our guest bio page when we post this show, but go to FrenchTownDogPark.com. And Sarah, tell us about the campaign you have underway right now. Yeah, absolutely. We should have a link on our website to our GoFundMe page right now. Um, Beneful has agreed generously to match all of our donations up to $7,500. So we're doing really well so far. Um, I think we've raised a little over 3000 total. So nice. um, out of uh, our goal is $15,000. we are um, trying to get additional funding to fence off the remaining property that we own so we can increase the size of the dog park and hopefully you know, increase our membership and just give more space space for dogs within the city to be able to socialize and run freely. And, you know, we're really lucky to be partnering with Beneful and, and having them matching those donations. And, and for a more of a broader level, people can just go to dreamdogpark.com. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to dreamdogpark.com, what you'll find is a lot of information about, of course, the Dream Dog Park project from Beneful. But you'll also find a lot of great resources, and, and our new helped us with many of these, where if, if you're a volunteer or you're just a dog lover and you look at your community and say, listen, I think we could either use a new dog park or we could use a better dog park. We've put together a lot of different resources on that site that can help kind of guide you to figure out where to start. It's definitely a process to get a new park built, but it can be done. And it's important, as you know, as our safety advisor, to use the right materials and to understand, you know, the proper dog etiquette and and what the rules should be. So we really appreciate all the contributions that you've had in working with us. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of great resources on the website. Yeah, I thought maybe we can maybe share a few things. And I I did really enjoy being part of this project because if we can get good, solid information out to people, this website now on the Dream Dog Park, guys, you got to check it out because we've had many people go over it. The bottom line, I'm known as the pet health and safety coach. My goal is to bring out the best in pets and their people. And I think what you're doing at Benefol with this, these guidelines, you're helping people not reinvent the dog park. There's a lot of great stuff there, Lori. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm going to go through a couple of things, just safety things. I know it sounds silly, folks, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a few things that we can do to keep our park safe and exciting for that three or four legger in your life. So we do have to take a quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. 
If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, this is Brandon McMillan, the host of Lucky Dog, and I invite you to listen to Oh Behave with Colin Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Oh Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're going to the dogs park. And we're talking with the folks at Beneful, and we're also talking to a person named Sarah Gartland, who has been part of a very successful volunteer community effort in the St. Louis area. It's called the Frenchtown Dog Park Association. And this seems to be the hidden secret of success, is to be able to have an organized community effort and to be able to have some good fundraising. And you know what? These days with budget cuts and shrinking staffs, parks and recreations aren't really able to give the time needed to maintain dog parks. We love our dogs. This is a way, working with Beneful, that you can accomplish this and more. So one of the things I did with this, if it's okay to say, is I'm so supportive of this that I agreed to help write some uh, guidelines for the dog parks. I don't know, Sarah, if you had a chance to read some of the crazy things I wrote down? I haven't, but I would love to see them. Okay, they're pretty cool. You better check it out, but I'll give you a little (laughs) teaser. When it sounds silly, you probably know this, Sarah, but people come to dog parks and they have all different levels of knowledge of dogs. And some people have really old dogs and some people have dogs that they just got from a shelter and they really don't know the 411 on that dog. And others have it, you know, maybe have a puppy that's like, I love everybody, you know. So some of the suggestions we made on the Dream Dog Park page is bring a pet first aid kit. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's better to have than not. And you should have that in your car anyway when you travel with your pet. And I also encourage you to take a CPR and first aid class. We have a lot of people that love their dogs. They feed them great food like Beneful. They dress them up in cool outfits. They take them on vacations. But one of the things that you can really show how much you can be your dog's best health ally is to know what to do and what not to do in a pet emergency when minutes count. So please take a pet first aid class. It's going to be the best investment of your time ever. That said, you should always kind of scope the scene of the dog park before you walk in. And I've been at some places that were not affiliated with Beneful, where I saw some dogs that were fighting, charging the front gate. And I watched, and the people were you know, reading their cell phones, even old-fashioned folks reading newspapers, or they had toddlers in there with ice cream cones. I kid you not. Um, Lori, why is that like a recipe for disaster? Oh, man. Well, for so many reasons. I mean, you just look at 
the environment and you just have to be in, in voice command and control of your dog at all times. And if you're not paying attention, you can't do that. But, you know, I think about my own daughter who's two and right. putting her in an environment where she's eye level with dogs, some of which she doesn't know, some of which she does. Then you add a food into the mix and man, that, yeah, it just seems like a recipe for disaster for sure. You would not win mom of the year. I guarantee it, Lori. No. <laughs> uh, and I might win a trip to, you know, the local police station for an hour or two. I'm not sure. No. And folks, uh, Lori, I know her. She's one of the, she should be mom of the year. She loves Abby. She has another young one coming on the way, and she's a big advocate of dogs. And, you know, we can all have a great time at dog parks. I think maybe, Sarah, you can chime in here. The whole purpose of taking a dog to a dog park isn't just to let them go and ignore them. To me, it's a perfect opportunity to have your dog unleashed, and you and your dog get to have some great time together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. You know, that's one of the things that I know a lot of our members and me personally that I always enjoyed was getting that one-on-one time with your dog and being able, you know, when you don't have a yard that you can exercise in, to be able to take them and you can play fetch with them and, you know, you can throw the ball as far as you can and they're going to be able to go after it. And, you know, it's it's just something that's really special and it's so important safety. I mean, so many things if you brought that up just gave me anxiety because those are all things that are so important for you to have on a rules list. No bringing food into the dog park. Know your dog. Know how socialized it is. It's just really important. You know, it might sound bad to say, oh, we have all these rules, but yet they're so important just for your safety and your dog's. And tell us about Max and Tucker. What are their personalities like and what are some of the things that you enjoy when you go to your your local dog park? What's happening? You've got, I'm assuming, two young labs and the joke is they shed till they're dead and they they chew till they're two. So tell me a little bit about their antics. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Max is my oldest. He's almost four. And then I have Tucker, who is almost three. They're just about a year apart. And Max is about 105 pounds and Tucker is about 75 pounds. So we have a decent sized yard (laughs) at home, but being able to take him to the park, I mean, these dogs go crazy. And as any other lab lovers know, I mean, they want to be in the water and they want to be sprayed down. And we're lucky enough to have running water at our dog park. And we have a large dog park pool for the large dog park. And then we have another smaller one for the small dog park. And I fill the pool up. And I mean, it's the most hysterical thing I've ever seen. All my, they both just wade in it. And my, (laughs) I mean, they'll just, he just suns. You would think he was on vacation in the Bahamas trying to, you know, get his tan on. And it's hilarious. And now my older one, Max, he's not much of a retriever, which is very, quite funny. He'll just watch you throw it and you know that'll be it and he'll go about his day and jump back in the pool and then my younger one Tucker is a crazy frisbee dog if you throw it he will get it for I mean I've been at events at the dog park where we've been there eight hours and he will go from person to person to person (laughs) to get someone to throw his frisbee and then he'll dunk it in the pool and rinse it off for you and then he goes back I it's hilarious I personally get so much enjoyment out of going to the park with my dogs it's so much fun and it's a lot of laughter too do they even know the word dog park or do they kind of sniff out the park and get little dancy feet when they get close to the gate? Oh, I can't even say. Well, I'll, Matt and I are talking about it. We'll have to spell it out. Like, you can't <laughs> say it at home. They know the word. They know what it means. They know. Even when I get their leashes out, they're ready. But when we're on our way to the dog park, the moment we're probably like six blocks away, I mean, it is like a choir on Sunday morning in my car and the whining and the howling and they know where they're going and they are so excited. And that gives me a lot of enjoyment. When you see how much your dogs love going to a dog park, how can you not want to take them there? 
I know. I My dog, the oldest dog is 14, Chipper, and she's getting a little older. But I would just put her in the car, and there were several different dog parks and uh, I used to take her to. And I would just say, Chipper, you want to go to Wolf Park? Wolf Park? And, and she's like, woo! She would, like, go nuts in the back. She'd do a, she's a husky golden retriever mix. So the hair would just fly all over my car. I'm like, well, that was kind of <laughs> ding-dong on my part. But it was nice to see the joy that she has. And now I have a young dog I just adopted named Kona. And I just found a dog park in my area. So I'm now adjusting to life in Texas. And I'm very happy because it even has a nice, safe lake. And so I have a feeling Kona and I are going to be checking it out. But I think we could use some help from Tucker because Kona cannot catch a frisbee or a ball it bonks her on the head <laughs> first she catches like a girl and i'm not mean trying to be mean but it's hilarious because i always had athletic dogs and she can jump and everything she's a terrier mix but she's like bonk oh oh okay i'll get it <laughs> well if you're ever in st louis make sure you come to the frenchtown dog park and we'll we'll definitely give a lesson too. <laughs> all right that sounds good before we say goodbye to both of you i just want to again let people know the websites please go to dreamdogpark.com to find out all the cool things that Beneful is doing all over the country they're trying to get involved with communities to be able to help them boost up some existing dog parks and maybe help them with some other parks but show them give them the tools that they need to make the project work and be successful for many 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 years I do thank you Lori Westoff is there a parting message you'd like to say before we say goodbye yeah, just visit the site. You'll also find information about a program that we're doing with GoFundMe for Dog Park. So throughout the year, we're going to be supporting dog park projects just across the country that people are putting on GoFundMe.com as a way to crowdfund. And so we're going to be popping in. We're going to be making surprise donations to dog parks through GoFundMe. And then we'll also be doing spotlight campaigns, which is what we're doing with Frenchtown, where we match dollar for dollar over an extended period of time just to help um, the parks that are, are in need of extra funding get the boost that they need so that they can make these parks even even better than before. And then we'll also be going to a few communities throughout the year and doing kind of hands-on projects and, and doing improvement projects in Miami and in San Jose and a couple other markets. So we're, we're really excited to kind of hit the road and, and meet more fellow dog lovers and just keep kind of spreading the love of dog parks and what they bring to communities and we're just thrilled to continue this program so thanks so much for talking and giving us the opportunity to to share with more well you got something good here and we need to share it to all the dog loving world so folks check out dreamdogpark.com and if you are by the big arches and i'm not talking mcdonald's i'm talking st louis sarah tell us a little bit how they can find out more about your group Sure, absolutely. If you're in the St. Louis area, like I said before, we would love to have you. We don't, you know, we don't discriminate on breeds. We don't discriminate on what area you're in. We welcome everyone. You can find us online at www.frenchtowndogpark.com. It has a little bit about the park. It has our rules on there, as we talked about earlier, and it also has instructions on how you can join. And so, you know, like I said, if you're in the area, come check us out. We'd love to have you. And that big enthusiastic bark was Kona saying, "Pack the bags! Pack the bags right now! We're going." to St. Louis. Woo! We'd love to have you. Road trip, road trip. All right. Hey, at this time, too, I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. He is the wizard of pause for all the shows, this one and others on our network. I invite you to tune into all of them. We're on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. We're just taking over the airways. And we're very great that we were able to have you guys both on the show. So thank you both for taking time to be on the show. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't like going to the dentist, was it? Not at all. Not at all. It would be impossible to say no to Oh, yeah, 
go, girl. <laughs> got it. You got it. You got one. You got one. That's right. All right. So at this time, I just want to say this is your free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.